Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. Safe self-regulation is a skill to master because if you don't find a way to do it, you will constantly be at the mercy of everyone else's dysregulated energy. That's a problem if you're someone who stands in front of stressed out people one-on-one or in groups, hour after hour, who are coming to you to fix something for them, give them what they need, or make them do something they wouldn't otherwise do on their own. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for fitpreneurs and their health-conscious clients. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals who want to expand their professional credibility, shake off stress, and thrive in a burnout-proof career with conversations on the fitness industry, movement, nutrition, sleep, mindset, nervous system health, yoga, business, and so much more. I'm your host, Erica Thomas. I'm a resilience coach and fitpreneur offering an authentic, actionable, realistic approach to personal and professional balance for coaches in any format. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing resilience through movement, action, and accountability. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are available now. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Hi there, everyone, and welcome back to The Work In. There's only one skill you need to master if you're going to succeed in the fitness industry, or any industry really, and it has nothing to do with sets and reps, macros and calorie balance, alignment or movement modifications. You can be an expert in all those things, but it means nothing if you can't safely self-regulate your nervous system. Wellness work is based on relationships. Physical, mental, and emotional dysregulation is the fastest way to kill personal and professional relationships and guarantees burnout. I've worked in many different fitness environments over the years, as one does as an independent contractor, and I've seen many coaches and instructors come and go. And I realize that I am very privileged to have been in a strong partnership with my husband and our finances are such that it has allowed me to stay in the fitness field for as long as I have. 
I think the number one reason for the high turnover in this industry is the pay or lack of it. It's crazy to me that fitness and wellness providers want to require college and sometimes master's degrees to hire trainers and then pay them barely above minimum wage and then expect them to pay out of pocket for continuing education for specialized skills. It's not really sustainable. It's a very difficult career to stick with. I get that. Fitness professionals can get caught up in learning the next latest greatest thing in the industry, trying to make themselves needed, worth what they're being paid. Fitness fads come fast and furious and are just as fleeting. It really doesn't matter what you teach, though. If you haven't mastered safe self-regulation, self-regulation is the key to co-regulation with other people in fitness or coaching of any kind. You are always going to be with other people. Co-regulation, as we've discussed in other episodes, is how we as human beings influence other people and how they influence us. It might be verbally or non-verbally, and around here, we call that a vibe. What's the vibe you are giving off? Now, you might think you don't have any control over that energetic je ne sais quoi, but that's not true. You don't have control over what other people think or feel about it, but you do and can shift and change your own nervous system all day long if you want. Safe self-regulation is a skill to master because if you don't find a way to do it, you will constantly be at the mercy of everyone else's dysregulated energy. That's a problem If you're someone who stands in front of stressed out people one-on-one or in groups hour after hour who are coming to you to fix something for them, give them what they need, or make them do something they wouldn't otherwise do on their own. Now, you might think that this is true for anyone who works with other people, even outside the fitness industry. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. Gold star for you today. We get lots of overlap in our concepts here on the work in. So how do you learn this mysterious thing? What is it and how do you do it? And when do you do it? Self-regulation is how your nervous system balances itself between the sympathetic side, fight, flight, activation, survival, challenge, excitement, and the parasympathetic side, that rest, repair, calm, stillness. It is the ability of the nervous system to move you in and out of different states without getting stuck anywhere for too long, including the freeze state, that survival piece of our parasympathetic, where we absolutely cannot move 
out of fear. It doesn't mean that you never get angry, you never feel afraid, you never feel ragey. It doesn't mean that nothing bothers you either. The safe part of safe self-regulation is really important because everything affects the nervous system in some way, and not all of those ways are safe or healthy for the body. For example, all drugs and alcohol are external chemical forms of self-regulation. So is food. All of those things change the body chemistry and the nervous system reacts. Simply taking ibuprofen, for example, for a headache will calm the nervous system because pain is a threat. And so the nervous system will activate when you are in pain of any kind. Now, if you think you can run around engaging with other people while your nervous system is in a hypervigilant, protective state and get away without them noticing, think again. So I'll give you a really simple example. I was teaching three back-to-back classes and... I had about 15 minutes between each one. And on this particular day, I had a wicked headache. It was bad. Now, I'm not someone who gets migraines, so I'm not really sure what a migraine feels like. But if I were to guess, this one was pretty close. I had just finished a kickboxing class and the music had been really, really loud and I stepped into the office to try to get out of that intense environment for just a minute. But one of my students followed me into the office to ask a question, some benign question, and was still talking as loud as if the music was still blaring. At least that's the way I was receiving it. And as she was talking, I felt like I couldn't control my face and I could see her reacting to my expression. On the inside, I just wanted to curl up and cry from this headache. And those feelings were leaking out onto my face. I could hardly pay attention to her. I really, really wanted to shut the door on her. And finally, I just stopped her and apologized to her and told her what was happening. I said, look, I'm sorry. I have this headache that would kill a small dog. I'm not really making faces at you. Can we continue this conversation over email? And that was fine. It was absolutely fine. People come to us for guidance on how to move, what to eat, how to eat, what's healthy and what's not. And they're looking for those answers because they want to feel something different in their body. All of the answers to those questions will affect the nervous system in some way. That's how we change how we feel, by influencing the regulation of the nervous system. If we understand how to do that better for ourselves, we can 
then help our clients do the same for themselves. One of my biggest pet peeves with instructors and coaches is when they bring all of their personal baggage into a class. And this is why. When I see that happen, I know that the instructor hasn't done their work around their own self-regulation. There is a fine line between building rapport and relationship with your students and oversharing and possibly triggering your students by putting them into some sort of braced state of protection or hypervigilance. You just never know how someone else is going to receive what it is that you're talking about. That's why I talk about the ABCs of resilience to help people who work with people in fitness and wellness and out of it to start this process of learning safe self-regulation for themselves so they can help their clients through safe co-regulation. If you haven't heard the episode, The ABCs of Resilience, from season two, episode 62, you can go back and check it out. I highly recommend it. The link will be in the show notes. It's worth the listen, but I'd like to review it here just as a reminder. So what are those ABCs? The A stands for awareness, basically knowing how and when your nervous system is being activated. And what that means for you, literally knowing yourself, who you are, what you stand for, why you do what you do, all of it and more, getting to know your reactions. And then a part of that awareness, knowledge of that learning is to let go of any judgment you might be holding on to about what you become aware of. A lot of us know what we're feeling, but the next thought that runs through our brain when we feel some emotion or some sensation in the body is to fight that as if what you feel is wrong or what you feel is bad and you should stuff that down. That actually sends us higher up that activation scale. But that's part of our awareness work. The B in the ABCs stands for boundaries. Setting those boundaries in ways that let you be in control of how you respond personally and professionally. Basically, this is about discovering what you need in any given situation and then giving it to yourself. Nobody else has to even know what's happening there. That's basically what boundaries are. And you have every right to have them. The C in episode 62, the C stood for career curation, including cultivating meaningful skills. And in today's context, that is connection. Building, rebuilding, or repairing trust within yourself your body's sensations so you can trust other people and strengthen connections outside of yourself. It's really, really a critical piece to building all kinds of resilience. So how do you know if this is an area of concern for you? 
Well, here are some things that came up for me that I noticed where I knew I needed to make some changes. Number one, I struggled to get good quality sleep. Sleep is the canary in the coal mine for how well your stress response is working for you. If it doesn't let you go to sleep easily and regularly, then something is going on with that nervous system. It's trying to protect you in some way by keeping you alert to danger. And so there are a lot of ways to address that. And you can definitely find some great options for it if you go back through some of our earlier episodes. I think I did like a four-part special series early on in the work-in all about sleep. So check that out. Number two, I was sore all the time. Now look, I work in a gym. I'm teaching constantly. Yes, I was probably on the edge of over overtraining, and this is a symptom of that, but it's also a symptom of an immune response. That is kind of what soreness is, especially delayed onset muscle soreness, a little bit of an immune response. And that can become dysregulated when you are overstressed. Number three, I developed severe gut dysfunction that dis- that completely disordered my eating patterns. So that was actually a major thing. It didn't start overnight. It wasn't like an acute instantaneous thing. It started very, very slowly and built over time. Number four, I found myself bracing myself every Sunday night and before every class, before I started anything. I could just feel that tension rise up, bracing myself for the next big thing. And the fifth and final piece there is that I caught myself holding my breath. Anytime I would hear a text notification or, um, I would get a phone call or even an email would come in. I, again, it was linked to this bracing myself for the next big thing that was always going to be bad because those were the thoughts in my head. Like what is the next thing, right? So those five things for me really started this cascade of, oh my gosh, there's something wrong and I've got to change something. I need to do something to make my responses be different. And that began with this process of these ABCs. All of these things in that list by themselves and alone every once in a while, they aren't a big deal. But what you need to understand about the nervous system is that it can take a lot. It's actually designed to take a lot. And so sometimes it takes a lot from a lot of different directions over a long period of time for things to get bad enough for you to notice that something is really wrong. We only notice something that's that's going wrong when we don't come back to that baseline when we can't come out of that elevated stress response. And this is why you sometimes hear people say the body whispers until it screams. The ABCs, awareness, boundaries, and connection, are a way to cultivate communication with the body and notice how it's whispering to you before it has to scream at you. Screaming is never good, never. Now, there are many, many ways to access and influence the nervous system to safely self-regulate. 
and you can find lots of different uh, coaches that are teaching all different ways to self-regulate. Everybody has like their thing. You might be aware of some of them. I'm going to list off the ones that I use. So I use TRE, trauma release exercise. I use yoga. I use tapping, breath work, specific uh, breathing techniques that tap into the nervous system and shift it over into the parasympathetic. I use something I call power mantras for myself. I use exercise and other kinds of movement and activity and meditation. All of those things are very personally helpful. But for me, the best kind, the best self-regulation techniques are the ones that I can integrate whenever and wherever I am. And this is really important because in order to rewire our adaptive stress responses, you need to have lots of repetitions in the moment. So integrating rolling recovery techniques throughout the day is more effective usually over time than a one hour, once a week kind of a thing. As is creating boundary setting rituals specifically for us in the fitness and wellness industry, these boundary setting rituals in anticipation of working with your class or your client or other stressful situations that come up that you know in advance about in order to protect your own energy. Now, protecting your energy, that topic could be an entire episode all on its own, and it might become one. (laughs) But for now, let's just focus on those ABCs, that awareness, boundary, and connection piece, because these are the foundation for basic resilience in all things. You are already taking the first step in that process by listening to this episode today, by becoming more aware, and it is a process. So remember that. It's a very personal process. Self-regulation isn't a skill that you can get downloaded into your brain in a webinar Like all worthwhile things, you have to practice it, really. And like all things related to the body and the nervous system, your experience with self-regulation and how you react to the things that you're doing for self-regulation will grow and evolve over time. And that's a good thing. Where you are in your personal life will always affect your professional resilience. The same is also true for your professional life affecting your personal resilience. Humans are complex like that. And that's really the nature of the fitness industry. It's very personal. You are the ultimate influencer. If you want to build a long, successful career in the fitness industry and raise the bar for yourself and your colleagues, start by taking a deep dive into your own self-regulation. 
Give yourself the grace to learn how to work with your stress response so you can recognize when you're getting overwhelmed before the body has to take action. Thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful and clarified some of these things for you. And speaking of getting clarity, if you're a fitness or wellness professional or small business entrepreneur who's at a crossroads in their career or right on the starting block of a new business and feeling overwhelmed by the possibilities and uncertain of the direction to take next to reach your goals, I see you. Clarity Collaboration Coaching is an exclusive program open now for female entrepreneurs looking for deep foundational work for a fulfilling, profitable, burnout-proof business. It's all the stuff I wish I'd known from the get-go. I'll help you establish your authentic voice and business backbone, create a rock-solid money mindset and marketing vision, and digital presence. With Clarity Coaching, you can find ease in the effort as you create a dream career. Curious? You can learn more and book a call at savagegracecoaching.com forward slash clarity. And remember, stop working out and start working in.